0: On this episode of Serverless Chats, I speak with Alexander Simovic about voice automation with serverless. This is Serverless Chats, episode number 31. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Daly, and you're listening to Serverless Chats. This week, I'm chatting with Alexander Simovic. Hi, Alexander. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here.
0: So you are a senior software engineer at Science Exchange, plus you're also an AWS Serverless Hero. Um, So why don't you explain to the listeners a little bit about yourself and sort of what you've been doing at Science Exchange?
1: Yep, you're right. Uh, so I'm a senior software engineer at Science Exchange, um, doing serverless a bit more than four years at the moment. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of titles here, you know, AWS Serverless Hero, where, you know, I work with other two serverless heroes, Goico and Slobodan on Cloudia.js, one of the first frameworks on for serverless. Um, also co-authored a book, Serverless Applications, uh, applications with Node.js with Slobodan running many meetups on JavaScript, serverless, worldly maps in Belgrade, Serbia. And my main focus is serverless and business strategy, basically building products with serverless and worldly maps.
0: Awesome. All right. So I want to talk to you about something today that maybe is not going to seem like it's about serverless. Uh, but I I think you and I will agree that it very much so is. And that that has to do with voice automation or um, the ability to use voice integration. Uh, sorry, voice interface technology. Uh, and I think that the ability to control something with your voice is absolutely the future of how pretty much most interactions are going to go. And maybe I'm a little bit crazy here, but I think you sort of agree with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that there's a lot of heated discussion about it. But um, I'm going to just tell you a story of, uh, you know, this Christmas, I saw my seven year old nephew, who basically doesn't, I mean, he's Serbian, he doesn't know English, you know, and he doesn't know how to type properly, he doesn't know the Latin letters. Um, and he, I saw him using the phone in a very different way than we used to use it. He basically started only uses the phone, um, by using the Google voice function. So he opens up the phone and he, he just presses, uh, you know, uh, you know, the Google search function. And he basically just says what he wants without even typing or anything for him. That was the most easy way to interact with technology. And that's something which blew my mind as um, as I saw that, you know, the way we are interacting with technology has evolved so much that in our age, we started, you, you know, using, um, we started tapping with, on, on the iPhones and everything. And now we have a new kind of age slowly creeping in uh, using voice. And what's surprising is that for many for many humans that are not used to phones, are not used to the traditional ways of using technology, voice has become something as a normal thing, something as, you know, uh, 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 something very ordinary.
0: Yeah, and I, and I, I promised the listeners we're going to get to why serverless is important here. Um, but I want to just quickly start with, you know, just sort of lay this out, like lay out the groundwork here and what we mean by voice interface technology and you know we started when we started with visual interfaces we were using desktops or you know computers um, and then everything started shifting to mobile and companies started thinking mobile first um, now there's this thing um, sort of voice first right and we've seen this yeah. with Alexa and Google home um, and Siri and some of these other things um, and it started very simple where we were saying like oh Alexa play this song or Alexa set a time or things like that. Um, and I hope people aren't playing this uh, over the speakers so that their Alexa devices are going crazy. I should say, Alexa, <laughs> order a hundred rolls of toilet paper. Um, but uh, but the uh, but these sort of these sort of interfaces now have become much more sophisticated. The technology is much more sophisticated, and and now people can do very very complex things. And I want to get into that in a minute. But um, what I think of, when I think about voice interaction or, or this idea of, of using your voice to control different systems. And of course, there's home automation, all this kind of stuff. Um, this was sort of predictable, right?
1: Yeah. So um, voice, I mean, as you can see, everything that we are, you know, uh, in the technology, everything evolves and everything evolves so fast. And how do we, I mean, I mean, the, the main, the main issue that we have is like, how do we anticipate change? How do we anticipate what's going to happen? And luckily, uh, maybe around 15 years ago, um, something called uh, Worley Maps has appeared. Some some kind of strategic maps developed by Simon Worley, uh, one of the one researcher at the, one amazing actually researcher and a, and a former CEO CEO. Um, and um, he discovered this way of how how can you actually anticipate change. And uh, have a situational awareness of how things are, you know, going and evolving. Um, I mean, many of the serverless, uh, many of your serverless listeners already heard about him. Uh, but um, he basically created this concept called worthy maps, which can represent the strategic maps of a business landscape, which are kind of represented in a form of value chain of components, which evolve over time. Now, that doesn't sound very like novel for some people, maybe. I don't know, but basically, um, he created a very uh, visual uh, map, uh, visual way of mapping uh, business uh, surrounding, and based on that, you're able to uh, anticipate how things are going to evolve. For example, we know about the electricity, how electricity, you know, was something novel, new, unknown, coming to a point where it's commoditized, industrialized, and, and every, I mean, I mean, all of our common lives um, are are kind of pointless without electricity at the moment. I mean, our technology and the things we do are pointless without it. And as these things, you know, as Simon developed this this uh, amazing ma- uh, mapping technique and uh, uh, basically a structure about around strategy, he found out different things that, are, that were going on. For example, that as new things appear, as uh, things become commoditized, sorry, um, they become, you are able to build some things on top of them. And we can see that uh, with, with electricity, we got, you know, radio, then we got television, and we got computers, internet, and we came here to serverless. So basically what, what happened, I mean, what Simon saw 15 years ago is that there's going to be, and he actually even created the first serverless te- technology in his company. Um, and he basically, 15 years ago, he said there's going to be something such as AWS Lambda. There's going to be something where you're going to have a runtime, a, a runtime as a commodity, where you won't have to think about servers, where you won't have to think about infrastructure. infrastructure. So um, basically, um, he d- developed a way, how do you anticipate change? And how do you anticipate where is it going and what's going to happen? Of course, some, some, somebody's going to say, well, it's not a crystal ball. You can't see that much. Well, you can't see that far ahead. But you can see things that are in several layers atop of the current technology, which we have. Which we have, and um, this is where we came to voice.
0: Yeah. No. So, and I think I think you're right about this idea of um, once things become commoditized, uh, you know, then being able to build things on top of those is, you know, or adding more value on top of those uh, is a is a huge thing. And and that's like you said, where we come to voice here. So, serverless. Which is a runtime um, has basically been commodity, and 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 I should I should take that back so that I don't get in trouble for saying serverless is only a runtime, <laughs> but functions as a service. Let's 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 uh, let's use that functions as a service. Um, is a commoditized runtime. And it's not just AWS who's doing it. You've got Microsoft Azure, you've got GCP, you've got a ton of open source projects, everything that runs on top of Knative and Oracle. Yes, yes, (laughs) the new Oracle functions, all kinds of crazy things like that. Um, But now that you've commoditized the ability to process, um, and, and not only that, it's not only just processing sort of like business logic, it's also like the natural language processing and the parsing of the voices and and uh, and all that kind of stuff. That's all been commoditized now through um, different providers. So now Amazon Web Services, and I guess it's Amazon in general, really, um, with their Alexa device, they have created a completely commoditized platform where it will do all of the voice recognition. It'll do all of the slot filling. And we can talk about that later um, and then pass that off to a Lambda function, which is commoditized. A commoditized runtime, um, and then you can process your your business logic off of that.
1: Exactly, and what's interesting is now that you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe twenty years ago when we saw the first Star Trek episodes and whenever, and we saw people talking to computers and you know interacting, we were thinking it's fantasy. But at the moment now, it's the reality. We see that Alexa and other. Other uh, competitors are present in our everyday homes, and uh, what's even more interesting that now you can, you know, um, I don't know. I think Amazon reported a three hundred percent increase in shopping on Alexa just last year. So um, this is kind of we're coming to a point where we have this new interface, in, in a new way of interacting with uh, software, and new way of uh, the new way of how do we interact with uh, other uh, entities, uh, other, you know companies or products. So um, basically, we're coming to a point where uh, everybody's gonna start booking more and more things through voice. Um, I mean, we already see that, that, for example, uh, there's also been a report that there's a developer who actually started earning over $10,000 each month pr- for just one Alexa skill. So things are going super crazily there. And this is still, of course, in the kind of like the genesis where, I mean, you know you know like you know where people are accustomed building their own skills kind of uh trying to build their you know trying to discover how can they use uh voice and in, in which way and um I, I i mean if you're familiar with worldly maps you can even you can even anticipate that maybe in five to ten years we're gonna have this race of these intelligent agents that are gonna appear all, all everywhere. We're gonna have like a like, like, for example, I don't know if you remember like 2014, 2015, You probably do remember the whole, you know, when lambda came out. How could we use lambda? There was there were these cases like where, where people were thinking, you know, I have this monolithic app. It kind of works for me, but where could I put lambda? And they started doing small chunks, pieces, you know a piece here, a piece there, maybe I'm going to do a small function as a converter and we can like a PDF converter or something like that. And now we're starting to see the same thing appearing in the voice space where we have these voice skills that are of course, naturally completely serverless because that's the only, that's like the most recommended way. How you interact with Alexa skill? Um, basically we hear, we see these small pieces where people are actually building small building blocks. Um, mm-hmm. you are, for example, you can order, I don't know. I mean, naturally, of course you can order things from a- Amazon or whatever, but, um, you're now starting to start slowly starting to see, for example, you know, print, uh, you know, give me some report or send, send this or send a message to someone else. And we have even seen the appearance of these echo shows in the past two years, um, where you can even see when something is happening. Uh, in front right, of it's like me. a
0: visual a visual interface that's on top of your voice commands
1: exactly and uh, what my kind of prediction and things i'm working on i'll talk about it later is that uh, we're we're going to come to a point where things are going to be automated using alexa on like many manual things that we're already doing right now i don't know office office manager thing office manager tasks like i don't know um send somebody a reminder or like schedule a meeting Actually, we'll actually already, can see that using Alexa for business, but, um, uh, all these small pieces are starting, like people are starting to discover how can they easily use it, but as serverless evolved and now people are actually building huge applications on uh, like enterprise scale applications on serverless. And we saw that on, on reInvent at this, uh, last year, um, this is how things are going to evolve with voice as well. So we're going to see an explosion of higher order kind of software like more complex software that's you know you you might have um, an intelligent agent or or, or an alexa skill that's gonna be able to um you know do some financial or maybe do your taxes (laughs) you don't know you know Um, so you know things are slowly building you know these building blocks are appearing we see aws is building this whole serverless ecosystem around itself where you know it's going to be a piece of cake actually combining these components and creating something uh, out of the box and here we come to a point um that um to so something which i've been building in the past um in the past uh, let's say a year and a half or two years something called the computer which is basically uh building software with voice as much yeah. as far fetched as it is it's it's uh there's a video about it and you'll i guess you'll put the link there but basically i I created these first prototypes of how you can build software using voice
0: yeah and so this this project um and i think you originally called it jarvis right it was sort of like tony stark type thing yeah (laughs) Um, but the um but 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 i think that i think that's absolutely fascinating and and before we get into that project though because i do want to kind of talk about um you know a little bit about that the the voice interface stuff that you deal with now so we talked about things being commoditized and um obviously things get smarter every single day right so we know from uh the remars conference that um yeah. that, that aws had um you know that that uh, alexa can now do like emotion and things like that i mean there's there's uh there's some scary stuff happening there but at the same time um, also some really interesting stuff. And so uh, as someone who has built a, a couple of skills, just sort of, you know, more playing around with or whatever, um, it's very prescriptive, right? Like you have to really script out how these conversations flow. So if you say, you know, Alexa, open or, you know, Alexa, use this particular um, skill. And then you say, you know, do this and then do that. And you have to you know kind of outline how that conversation is going to work and and I know Amazon recognized this I know other companies have recognized that this is sort of a problem um and so these intelligent agents and I think like Bixby is one now Alexa conversations there's a few of these um uh sort of tools and capabilities so what are what are those about because that, that to me is really interesting
1: yeah um uh, well honestly yeah it's it can sound a bit scary um uh uh, to be honest like this moment i mean the, the moment i heard that alexa can recognize emotion i was kind of initially scared but then i discovered that actually this is an amazing feature where yeah i mean for the first time you know I'm, you know, i could say like you know maybe i'm wrong about it, but like in human history, machines were unable to understand like whether this human is uh, really angry at me or really sad or feeling upset, like in a in, from a voice kind of perspective. Um, by the way, that's been led by um, uh, one, one, one friend of. I, I met in, uh, at uh, Amazon called uh, Victor Rosgic, which is a senior machine learning scientist at uh, Amazon Alexa. And I was like amazed when I saw that presentation with his boss, I can't remember her name, sorry about it, and him. Um, when I was amazed, like how how is that possible? And we see that every single piece, even this like, you know the whole Alexa-like device and the, even the corresponding technology behind it is evolving as we speak, um, and uh, things and patterns are emerging. For example, um, I, I guess all of you remember that the first the first voice agent was Siri, right? And um, mm-hmm. Siri was, uh, you know, people were amazed by like, you know, I can I, I can tell to Siri this, I can tell to Siri that, but again, those were pretty basic things and it was a novel thing people didn't understand um what it was i mean i remember there was a podcast with um uh, with adam chair um uh, on voice where he was he, because adam chair is actually the one of the founders of siri where because i don't know if you're familiar with this but siri actually was first an application it was the first an app mm-hmm. and then when they really when they released it on the app store um if i recall correctly steve jobs actually uh, contacted Adam Chair, and he, he wanted them. Uh, he wanted actually Siri to be part of the, the uh, uh, ecosystem, and I think uh, Apple kind of really lost um, a big advantage it had over everyone else. Um, it could be like. Uh, a real competitor to alexa and at the moment we don't see that much we just see like these kind of Siri shortcuts that have, that have appeared and so forth but anyway mm-hmm. um um the thing is uh these these developers are from siri they went to bixby and they worked at samsung and which is interesting is they have actually discovered a better way of how do you handle skills and uh, voice applications and voice agents intelligent agents and um um, they have actually, uh, create, uh, I mean, Bixby actually f- functions in a very different way than, than Alexa skill. Um, you, you make those capsules where, um, actually you teach Bixby on, uh, how, on how to interact with a certain API or something like that. You know, you actually, you, you don't, ha- you don't, you know, you don't actually ask Bixby, you know, to create another a- or to ask another application or a skill or to do something like that, mm-hmm. because I mean, let's ask ourselves. How many applications on our on our phones do we know from the top of our head? At max, right. thirty or forty. How many of those do we know that are residing in our uh, for, on our Alexa device? Probably much less. Yeah. So exactly, yeah, you know, I can never
0: remember. I can never remember <laughs> what the name of the skill is, um, and and that's yeah, that's the worst.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, uh, what, what was the name of the skill? And it doesn't work that way, actually. So the guys at the, the guys at V Labs, I think that's the name that, you know, that that's, that's actually the, the company there. So they have. You know they have actually evolved this way of interacting. They have found out that it doesn't work. So You have like 500 applications, 500 Alexa skills. It doesn't work. But actually, you have these capsules where you actually can can teach Sam, uh, uh, there that that actually Samsung um, uh, Bixby you can teach it a certain certain um, let's say um, you know in application or some some method mm-hmm. of interaction. So for example, you know to tr- to translate it to Alexa, you could say you know, uh, I don't know Alexa, get me you know order me some uh cab or make an appointment with my i don't know um doctor and you know actually it would actually invoke those skills you made but you wouldn't interact with those skills in that way that you would say no, alexa ask this to do that you would just say alexa do that which is much yes. more convenient than people uh, it's much more community people, for people. And we can actually see that with these Alexa conversations. So we see that Amazon has kind of discovered that we have these Alexa conversations where one skill can actually call another skill from another developer. So we mm-hmm. see that this is evolving that way. And uh, there's actually, I mean, I'm not kind of the person who discovered this and I'm just a, you know, a reproducer in a way from uh, Ben Bash, um, who is a product manager at uh, MultiChoice, I think, in uh, in South Africa. So he actually talks a lot about these, um, um, about the way how things, are, how these intelligent agents are evolving and what's the master agent and, you know, all of these other, other things. Um, so, yeah, um, I mean, basically, you know, there's a lot of people now invested into voice and you can see that even voice by itself is evolving. And what is particularly yeah. interesting for serverless in the, from the aspect of voice is that 90% or maybe even more than, than than that of voice skills are actually built on serverless apps. So we actually what happened was we, is that now we have beside a web and a mobile interface, we also have a voice interface that we should start thinking about as people are, are as as for people, voice is, um, is one of the most natural ways of interacting with technology.
0: Yeah. All right. So I, I totally, I totally agree with this idea of these intelligent voice services or these intelligent agents, because that's something that is is such a, a, a problem, or I think a limitation, even when you're using something like Siri, you're, you still have to remember what it is that you're trying to ask it to do. Um, and sometimes there's very specific ways that that needs to happen. So yeah. um, being able to just say, you know, Alexa, order me an Uber, I mean, that's probably easy to say, order me an Uber. But if you said something like, you know, um, what's, the, what's the weather for the next ten days or something, and rather than it accessing the default weather app that Siri's got, I'm sorry that Alexa's got built in. Like if there was a custom skill that you wanted it to access, um, and then one thing that's very cool that I am pretty sure Siri does, and I know for a fact that Alexa does it now, is it actually does uh, voice recognition. So uh, not voice recognition in terms of um, you know understanding what you're saying, but understanding who's talking to it, uh, which is very very cool because now if you set that up in Alexa you can say Alexa who am i and it will it will tell you you know which user it thinks you are um and it it's it's very accurate so that's um that's kind of a cool thing all right so i, I do want to get more into um uh some of the other business automation things that we might be able to do because as and and i'm thinking of this um yes there's all kinds of great things that you can do uh, from a home automation standpoint, and yes, order me a cab or order me an Uber or, or those sort of things. Um, I think there's going to be some really powerful business use cases. But walk us through the the Jarvis or the computer pro the the computer project that you did, um, and just explain basically, you know, what 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 that process was and, and how that worked. Because I think this was an interesting use of of, of a voice interface.
1: Yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, as I mentioned from the beginning, you know, using this 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 concept called worldly maps, you can, you know, uh, you can predict how things are going to happen. And, um, basically as, I, as we saw with serverless, you know, be, at the beginning people were doing, you know, small scale, cellular, cellular programs in, in, in service functions and slowly start to evolve, uh, as I mentioned before. And, we can see that that's going to happen with voice as well so you know at the moment you know voice can do something very some very simplistic things but in the future it will probably be able to you know read your e- your email you can probably like you know type you can you know use voice to like send an email just you know um maybe even do crm stuff like for example such as you know seeing the you know show me the last um 100 uh you know um uh, orders that somebody did in my platform or something like that and uh you know i mean of course when i mentioned this some people are going to get scared like you know am am i going to lose my job if Alexa is going to be able to do that or something. But actually what's going to happen is there's going to be an explosion of even more engineers and even more people required to actually operate these things. Um, we'll need more and more people, and nobody should be afraid of, you know, losing their job. Um, so, uh, you know, in small in these small scales, you know, as small-scale services get, get uh, integrated, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, these small Lego building blocks that AWS is providing us, we're actually going to have, we're going to require more engineers to work on much more complex and larger problems. You know, this, the, on, in this space we haven't yet um, discovered. There's actually a nice saying um, um, by a friend of mine who is uh, actually a software the software manager, software development manager in Alexa, who actually uh, Dan Dimich, who, who said, um, "What is the problem you want to work on?" What is the problem you want to solve do you want to solve the problem of like manually you know um, you know uh, managing servers or whatever or do you want to solve business problems that are of high more of more customer value importance so in a sense it's the same thing with voice as small as small things are get automated we're going to be able to work on you know larger problems uh, so i mean as we see, like, you know, when when electricity was invented, more jobs were created with, with, you know, radio and everything. Anyway, but I believe that the next step after this, solving this more complex software, I mean, software tasks, using voice, we're going to be even be able to, like, you know, manage robots with IoT. I mean, maybe, you know, Ben Kijo and other serverless heroes who works at um, uh, iRobots, you know, maybe you're going to be able to, you know, um, you know, tell your iRobot to, you know, go clean the living room and now clean the, you know, the bathroom or whatever. And, uh, it's gonna do it for you. Like, I don't know if you remember, you know, the Rosie from Jetsons. So basically yeah, Roomba will be the Rosie (laughs) our age. Um, but, you know, we see this, you know, and I mean, I'm, I have to, again, come back to this, like, you know, Simon Wardley predicted this basically 10 years ago, speaking of, you know, everything in the future blue voice and everybody, nobody believed him because, you know, it's kind of does sound like weird and kind of does sound like you're Nostradamus or something, but you're, you know, it's just understanding the way, how do we interact with technology and which problems are we solving along the way. And... Um, you probably, I mean, you and I discussed before with this Alexa for business, you know, we mm-hmm. have the meeting room scheduler, you know, linking email calendars, you know, to-dos and reminders. But, you know, I have already seen that there's some skills and some people building assistance for bio and laboratory, retail industry, you know, the things are evolving super fast. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think in, the, in five years, it's going to be like, not, not maybe five years, but like 10 years max, we're going to see something happening with voice, what's happening with serverless right now, everybody jumping on the bandwagon and pushing in all directions
0: yeah i mean they should jump on it they should jump on it sooner i mean because so i the point that i was trying to get to was um and you made a very good point about the um uh, sort of encapsulating these pieces of business logic uh into these building blocks and um and maybe they're not even maybe they're not only business logic, sometimes it's a building block that might be, you know, an API interface or some other interface. But um, what you did with that um, computer project was, uh, and it's hard to say the computer project, but um, what you did with the the Jarvis slash the computer project um, was, you know, you took some of these pre-configured blocks um, or these Lego blocks uh, that were in AWS, and then you used voice to basically assemble them. Um, and launch an application with them, yeah. um, and that application can do multiple things and and that's that's why what was what's cool about that to me is that shows a very extreme um in my opinion sort of an extreme sort of no code approach um to to building um something with your voice. but there are things in between that uh business processes that would be a lot um uh you know a lot less complex, um, and fairly easy to implement with the technology we have right now. Um, and so I, I, I think we were talking about this at one point where we were saying, you know, that you know, when you're a developer and you're you're building these back-end systems, um, you know, sometimes the front-end piece of it might be the harder thing for you to build to sort of visualize that or give people some some way to interact with that. Um, and of course, with things like the Alexa presentation, you know, UI language or presentation language, um, you know, you can visualize some of that without having to do any real design work. But um, but I see this as something that could be Like, let's say you're just a, you know, you're a manager at some company and you want to see the most recent, um, you know, inventory numbers, right? So you say, Alexa, show me the most recent inventory numbers. And either that shows right up on an Alexa show or it sends it to a dashboard, um, a wallboard somewhere, or it sends you an email with a PDF report in there or something like that. Those types of processes now, those are possible today.
1: Yeah. So my opinion is that it's never going to be voice only. Like um maybe rarely like for example like I don't know I don't know if you remember like you know you can say you know hey, hey mom you know get me something you know over the phone or whatever but in when you when you interact with a voice technology you my my kind of prediction is that you're going to ha- you're going to want to see something. We we as humans we're yeah. not just audio only or video only. Which you know, like you know, we are not like visually all like, focused only, but um, we're gonna actually want to interact. We want we want to say something and see the result in front. Like let's say you know maybe your Alexa skill or or something or your, your application got stuck or something. You want to see that something's going on. You you don't want to stand confused and be like, okay, what's going on here? Um, so in a sense, that's kind of. Something which, yeah, I've been working on this project called the Computer, which basically is, you know, building small-scale applications uh, using voice. Uh, I mean, you know, building higher-order workflows is a much more complex thing. Sure. But, um, but uh,
0: definitely would need visual feedback to do something like that.
1: Exactly, and that's something. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, what I build with is, with is the Computer project is, you know, you can very easily explain. To Alexa, just by saying, you know, I want to create some service. I want to create some application. We we can uh, very simply say, you know, uh, add this element or that this other element, and um, you know, every, anyone who knows in a way to explain their business, to use basically just by using voice, able to um, explain what they want. From an application like do they want to save delete or kind of you know manage some way in some way customers and uh you know just tell to the to the jarvis to create a solution and at the while they're explaining it they can see on the ui on the interface how is this uh application uh how does it look like yeah. and, and then they, they can you know just say you know know now deploy this solution and it's done um naturally of course i mean it it, you know much more complex solutions require a lot more time uh, a lot more uh time and you know dedication to explain it but it's basically able to do that and um uh basically you know it's just a i mean for some people it's more an experiment yeah but um my belief is that um uh, nobody's going to use also voice. I mean, how can you use voice, for example, like that in your cubicle or a software piece? You can't. You won't be able to do that.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's going to actually force you to sit down with your UI engineer, UI designer, UX, like or the whole team all together. And you're all, all gonna try work collaboratively because you, you won't be able to use an Alexa device and say, hey, you know, imagine like 300 people in an open office space yelling at their Alexas, right. that, that, just, <laughs> that, that just won't work, you know? So, um what you know, what's going to happen is you're going to have this collaborative work where several people are working in a meeting and discussing how should they build an app and using just an Alexa as a support device yeah. for, you know, actually explaining what's actually going to happen. And, um, uh, we even see at Amazon thinking in this kind of space, not really developing by voice, but these kind of no code solutions, I think for Bra- uh, Brazil, another several hero, yeah. colleague, uh, he even wrote, um, uh, Tweeted like maybe uh, nine months ago uh, about um, uh, that you know somewhere in somewhere hidden there's this no code no code kind of solution uh, being in the works inside Amazon, which means they have understood like even Amazon has understood that you know even though we have all these infrastructure services that are extremely extremely um, uh, good and uh, useful we do not have this kind of ui interfaces and mm-hmm. we could see now a huge wave of no code it's kind of like you know now no code is now the blockchain of 2017 basically <laughs> uh, you know everybody is no code now i mean it doesn't work that way but anyway it's not it's a for some people it's a nice way to get some vc investors anyway <laughs> um
0: i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry to be a some advice from it. alexander out there for anyone starting a uh, startup company
1: yeah you want to get some PC money? Put no you know just label no code on it and it's done you're you you know you can even put a regular CRM just say no code CRM it really <laughs> is no code you just click around it anyway um anyway um to coming back to this whole serverless and um, voice uh, thing voice interaction um to be honest um we see we can see I mean everybody knows that there's gonna be another wave on top of Serverless again, yeah. um, and things are evolving. So um, there's a high, there's a high, big chance that voice might be that thing. Um, maybe not in a direct way how we see it at the moment, but we see like the UI, for example. As you can see, Amazon investing, uh, AWS actually is investing a lot into into AWS Amplify, which is really an amazing solution, which I recommend to everyone. And if you're building a product, don't start building a product. I mean, actually, start building a product with Amplify first, and then you know try to separate the pieces using other serverless technologies. But um, but uh, we can see that you know we're coming to a point where now the UI is the next layer that AWS is building, which is something we should also focus on. And then we are coming to a point where voice as well as a as just another side channel interact side interaction channel as well. Um, So you know we should think about these things as. I mean, as I mentioned from the beginning of the, of the, of this, uh, uh, episode, I mentioned this, like, you know, even seven year olds are capable and they easily like, nobody showed my nephew how to do it. He just was pressing buttons and he discovered that. And he was like, wow, this is easy. And then he was like, just first harassing the Google voice a lot. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> they were like, okay, this is useful. So, you yeah. know, it's natural. And, um, you know, my belief is that, you know, we had first just, the visual interfaces. I mean, Actually, we, we had the terminal at the beginning, and then we had more visual interfaces. Right. Coming to a point, we have web and mobile, mobile and now we have um, voice as well. So we have these three musketeers of human interaction, human-computer interaction. And um, yeah, I think it's going to go in that direction. Uh, I can even mention there's some experimental project I'm working on uh, called The Doctor, uh, which kind of sounds like Wait, the computer is building software. What does doctor the doctor do? Does it solve (laughs) your disease? No. Actually, uh, it's something um, uh, both are going to be under the, I mean, already have the domain, but domains, but you know, anyway, it's actually helping out um, uh, kind of like uh, researchers and doctors how to actually discover more important, um, uh, actually significant relationships. Uh, in between, like the works they're they're doing or whatever. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. For example, you, you, I mean, uh, let's say you are you know searching for some heart disease or something. Um, there's like gaz- a gazillion you know articles that you can read about it. But sure. if you if you you know you know if you mention certain keywords and you talk in a certain way, it's again it's something that I it's it's not like I'm I'm the inventor of the idea, you know. Uh, but um, uh, you know, basically helping out people who uh, want to quickly and naturally find out certain uh, works and re- and uh, uh, papers, they're going to be able to do it very easily and just be using voice. So, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, listen, I, I think though, I think that idea, you know, the, this idea of, of, of sort of medical advice or medical feedback um, in the moment actually could be, really, really powerful. I mean, if you think about like, you know, in the emergency room, if a doctor or nurse that's treating a patient could just say something like, "Um, does this patient have any allergies, right? And then that was just kind of tied together, and it would say, oh, yeah, you know, that whatever, or what's the correct dosage of this, or that, like, you could ask questions. And that could extend to things that were not quite as um life-saving as maybe the medical profession but exactly. what if you were i mean and this maybe th- maybe this is a i don't think this is far-fetched and, and i'm just curious but like let's say you were a plumber and you're working mm-hmm. on a sink or you know you're doing something and then you forget you know what the right i don't know fitting is or what the, the torque is supposed to be or something and you could just ask that question and exactly. uh, a system could answer it for you, um, that would just make people more productive. I know that's one of those things where I do it all the time, where it's like I, I stop for a second and I, I'm thinking about, like, oh, what's the function to write that piece of code? And so I go and I you know Google it or whatever. Um, the, the smarter these devices become and the more questions they can answer for us um, in a way that we expect them to answer um, yeah. those questions would be, um, would be really powerful so um just a couple more things and then and then i'll let you go um the, <laughs> it's I know, a pleasure actually. i know i know it's a, I know it's a, it's the end of your day so um but so like things like the accuracy um you know and so you've you've obviously built a number of apps and so or a number of skills so you know that um you know we use slots and intents right like we we basically yeah. have to tell the system in, in what order or in what way to expect us um, or expect our users to speak into the system. Um, and slots are very cool because slots um, have, um, they have like a type so you can say that I'm expecting a number here or I'm expecting an actor's name and things like that. Um, so they're, they're very precise. If you capture the right utterances, as they call them, um, you know to know to know what uh, you know to know what your user might ask it. Um, but uh, but even as accurate as it is, though, you you still think that it's 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 still a bit of a limitation, right?
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest.
0: This is why I said it's gonna take ten years for
1: Alexa to actually really be super super powerful. Maybe not ten years, but you know seven or eight for sure. Um, I mean, these slots are so, I mean, from my experience, these slots are super limited. I mean, even though it can understand emotion, my opinion is that it's on a level of a four-year-old. You know, a four-year-old knows what you want. Do you want me to, like, you know, the the most basic stuff. Like, he doesn't know, uh, you know, the answer to, like, you know, Einstein's formula or, like, whatever, like, or, you know the answer is always 42 or something, but it knows but it knows you know that um you know if you're angry at it do you want it to bring something is it okay you know or find an information from for, for, for from a from from a playbook or whatever so even though it's very precise and accurate it's still not on a level that we expect it to I mean I've tried from uh biological uh from for some biological states uh, medical conditions I mean it understands certain things but when we come to like chemistry formulas or even more complex things it's very easy to like you know mix certain things and it's not able to really understand i mean i've tried with some um, chemical uh, compounds and uh, solutions and it really isn't able to understand anything and not only that but it's able to even mix certain words so we're very far away from something super you know, um, super amazing, uh, you know, like an intelligent 12 year old or something like that, you know, <laughs> um, it's still a four year old, like baby basically, which is able to, you know, uh, you know, understand many, many commands, but not way, not a lot, you know, it still needs to learn a lot. So, yeah, yeah I mean, even, I mean, what you mentioned, you know, it's able to understand, you know, voice recognition to understand. Oh, this user is uh, Jeremy and the other is Alex, or you know, uh, whoever. But um, you know, it's it's still um, um, it's still a four year old, unfortunately. But uh, we see that AWS is understand Amazon is understanding how Alexa works and what are its. Um, what are its uh, kind of implications there and uh, for so for example we have this we have this like representation language where if if, uh to come back to the um, point which i did with you know that actually people are not just uh, audio only you know you can use this like presentation language to describe skill at the same time where i mean skills ui and voice at the, basically kind of at the same time and yeah it's it that's an amazing thing you know like i mean when you interact with an alexa skill and you say you know show me you know like you know i want to you know get a get an airplane ticket from from belgrade to to boston where you live um i'm gonna be like well um you know, uh, it's gonna say, Well, there are five air, there are five uh, airplane th- uh, routes that you can take, and you're gonna be like, Wait, and then it's gonna repeat the five airplane routes, but if you don't see it visually. Yeah,
0: you're not going to remember it. You're going you're gonna to
1: be like, "Wait, I, I, what was the?" Even second? now,
0: when you get those automated phone things, when you call in and they're like, they list like six options, and like to repeat these options, you're like, "Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I don't remember because I, I forgot the one." Thinking that you know it would be something better, um, when it got through. So, um, no, yeah. I totally agree with you. And and um, it's it's funny the the um uh the emotion thing. If Alexa can t- detect emotion, then um. It, it's probably not going to like my kids very much because they're always yelling at it. They always get very angry. And my wife hates it when she asks what the weather is and it has to give her like the whole forecast and tell her to have a nice day. And that for some reason makes her angry. But um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah,
1: but, but this is actually an evolution of machine learning by itself. Of course. So if, we take a look, if we take a look at it, we have these like uh, at the moment, the majority of machine learning is actually in a broad way. Like so. So. We are learning from our customers. What do they really want from a broad range of customers? Mm-hmm. The next step, which is actually even part of this, um, uh, there was a lecture by this uh, friend of ours, Dan, who actually was speaking about on the terms of Alexa. Like the next, the next steps is going to be this personal kind of machine learning. So the next step is going to be where Alexa is going to understand. You know that um, you know. Like I, I remember even Goiko saying. You know, there's this like I don't know some musician that he likes uh and he's like it doesn't it's not able to understand and i mean if you say you know alexa play this music and it's and it's just you know put the puts a wrong art artist and you say stop immediately you should be able to learn
0: you know yeah. that you don't that's want not what you meant yeah
1: yeah that's not, really not what you meant you want yeah. to actually for you know you, you you want alexa to learn on your habits so this right. personalization is also going to be an important evolution, evolutionary step in the, in the voice.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I, I totally think too, just and again, to tie this all back to serverless, yeah. um, it's been the commoditization of that runtime that really made the accessibility of Alexa um, so much easier. Right? I mean, building skills is still kind of tough. I mean, there's some things to do there, but there's the skill kit or the, the ask Skill SDK or something like that that um, that makes it building them a little bit easier. But really, serverless did enable, I think, the sort of the, what's going to be a mass adoption um, of some of this voice technology. Certainly from the Alexa side of things, at least yeah. in, in my opinion. But anyways, so um, so listen, Alexander. Thank you so much for joining me uh, and uh, and and sharing all of this. Um, complex knowledge about voice interaction te- uh, <laughs> voice uh, interaction technology. Um, and anyways, if uh, our listeners want to get a hold of you and uh, and find out more about what you're doing, how do they do that?
1: Well, I mean, first, thank you for having me. Like that's like super. I'm super grateful for that. And I really watch and watch and li- I mean, watch, listen, and read the show, so, because I basically, you know, even sometimes when I'm you know busy and everything, I just you know skim in the transport or something you know i i read through what you know who's here and whatever and it's really an honor for me to be here um but if somebody wants to contact me so they can you know go either on twitter uh sim alexan um or same for github uh there we have a uh, so there's three serverless heroes writing on Mm serverless.pub which is a place where we kind of write our kind of discoveries and the things that we um that we like and things we want to share with the general kind of like everybody who's interested in to serverless or something like that and uh we also wrote a book so if somebody's interested like they can read about it like you know serverless JS. but yeah that's kind of basically it they can even send us an email you can find the email on github or something like that
0: awesome yeah. all right i will get all of that into the show notes thanks again thank you very much And that's this week's serverless chat. I want to give a huge thank you to Alexander Simovic for being my guest this week. If you want to check out the show notes and a full transcript of this episode, you can find them at serverlesschats.com slash 31. For more serverless chats, be sure you subscribe and rate the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore daily. And if you're interested in serverless and want to discover all the great new articles, use cases, and latest innovations from the serverless community, make sure you subscribe to the Off by None newsletter at offbynone.io. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to chatting with all of you again next week.